Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here's your host, Dr. Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as state director of CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thanks for listening to Telling Future Generations. As many of you know, our CF Summer Ministry Outreach has already begun. It started in early June with our Summer Ministry Training School held at Camp Good News in Washington, Illinois. The training school, which was for eight days, is where the majority of our CEF staff and all of our student summer missionaries, whether they're high school through college age, and even this year we added a junior summer missionary track for middle school age. So we all came together to be trained and equipped to serve the Lord by ministering to children. So whether our student summer missionaries serve at camp at Camp Good News during overnight camp ministry June through early August, or they serve as backyard club, five-day club summer missionaries, teaching clubs across the state, sometimes even up to two to three clubs a day, we all came together as a CF team not to be served, but to serve the Lord by serving and ministering to the children and sharing with them, the children, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But before the training school began, our CF staff met together months before in early spring to plan and to prepare the summer ministry season. And one of the ways that we prepared was by reminding our hearts again of the reason why we serve and how we can serve as a reflection of Christ. That day at our planning meeting in spring, I shared with our staff a brief devotional from John 13. In John chapter 13, there is found a one another verse that is a command, a duty that the Lord charged his disciples for them to do in relationship with one another. John 13, 14 says, If I then, Jesus said, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You know, I'm sure all of us are very familiar with this verse, but it's vital that we understand the surrounding context that makes the application of it stand out all the more. In the beginning of John 13, the background to this one another foot washing verse is laid out clearly. Verse 1 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Think about it. What was this night in the life of Jesus? This was the night of Christ's betrayal by Judas. This was the night of Jesus' arrest in the garden and that crazy kangaroo court comprised of both religious and political rulers that would be absolutely rigged against him, all to condemn Jesus and to put him and sentence him to death. This was the night before the day of the cross where in just a few hours, Jesus would be brutally beaten and whipped and hung on a cruel rugged cross, all for you and for me, and for all those who are his own, who would believe on Jesus and have eternal life. Yet it was this night in the upper room, in those few remaining solemn moments, what was Jesus thinking about? Well, verse 1 tells us right off the bat that Jesus wasn't thinking about himself. His thoughts and his actions were towards his disciples, full of love for them, having loved them with his unending, unstoppable love all the way unto the end. We need to stop right here and take an application page from the life of Christ. When it comes to serving others and having a right mindset and spiritual service, we need to think more of others and less of ourselves. Think about it. In John 13, verse 2, Jesus even knew, the Bible says, what was in the heart of his disciples, including 
that betrayer, traitor Judas. Jesus knew exactly what Judas was going to do that night. Nothing caught Jesus off guard or by surprise. Yet here again, we see that Jesus is not dwelling on himself, responding in stress or distress, anger, doubts, fear, self-pity, but instead Jesus is absolutely grounded in his thoughts and his actions and his love for others, thinking more of them and less of himself. But how can Jesus do that? Well, first of all, because Jesus is God, the perfect eternal son who is completely without sin. And second, because Jesus is grounded in understanding who he is in relationship to the Father concerning his person and work. In verse 3 of John 13, we're given a window to this grounding servant mindset of Christ. It says in verse 3, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. You see, Jesus was given by the Father all power and all authority. And Jesus, he knew everything that was going to come to pass. But do not miss this point. Jesus understood his personhood and his purpose, his person and work. Jesus understood who he was, what he was doing, and where he was going. And because of this grounding mindset of who he was in relationship to the Father, Jesus was free to serve others, having no thought of himself. I share with my staff that having this grounding mindset of who we are in relationship to the Father because of Christ is absolutely key in our spiritual service. The world serves to get or to gain, or out of a desire for acceptance, or to meet a felt need, or even to have a mindset of it's my job mentality. This is not so for us as disciples of Christ. We are to serve others out of an understanding of who we are in relationship to the Father because of Christ. Who we are is that we are beloved by the Father and the Son. We know who we are, what our purpose is to serve God and to serve others, and we know where we are going. And because of this grounding mindset, there is no task that can be beneath us or a job too menial for us to do because we are secure in our relationship to the Father of who we are because of Christ. In John 13, there's an additional context behind the context that's found in the synoptic gospel of Luke 22, where apparently the disciples were having another discussion, in other words, an argument of who was the greatest among them. And this is probably the third time in the scriptures that they had the same exact argument. This is where in John 13, 4, not only the mindset of Jesus, but the actions of Jesus are on full display. Jesus, he arose from supper, laid aside his garments, and girded himself with a towel, taking on the form of a servant. And so his nonverbal communication spoke volumes to his disciples, even more than words. One commentary that I read said that this is nothing less than a picture of Christ being described and who he is and why he came. Jesus is co-equal with God the Father, yet Jesus, God the Eternal Son, who had all rights, all power, and all authority, left his heavenly home and took on human flesh and blood and became the God-man, the servant of the Lord, who humbled himself not only to the level of humanity, but that of a servant, and humbled himself even further unto death, even death on the cross, all for us, his people, in obedience to the Father. What Jesus was modeling before his squabbling and infighting disciples, who thought the task of a foot-washing servant was beneath their seated position, was not only the mindset of a servant, but also the action of a servant. We are like Christ in our actions are to set aside all power, position, and authority. And like Christ, we too are to step down before others, humbling ourselves for the purpose to serve.
Of all the verses in John 13, I think my favorite verse is verse 5 that says, After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with he was girded. What a beautiful picture, because this is nothing less than a picture that describes what would happen to Jesus in less than 24 hours. The washing and cleansing foot washing example actually depicts why Jesus came. Mark 10, 45 even says it better. It says, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for others. Jesus, God, the eternal Son, came from heaven to earth, and from the earth to the cross, and the cross to the grave, and then arose back again, all to stoop and serve, and to wash and wipe away our sins by his cleansing blood and covering righteousness. Praise the Lord. But not only is this a picture of why Jesus came to wash and wipe our sins away, it's also a picture of what we are to be doing for Christ and why we are here. It's about our purpose and our mission. Just as Jesus would pour out his life like water for the sake of others, so we too are to pour out our lives for God and for others through the sacrifice and service of our faith. This year, our CFI Day Club missionary story that we'll be teaching the children across Illinois is about Operation Aka, how five missionaries in the 1950s, including Jim Elliott, Nate Saint, along with others, willingly gave of their lives to reach a savage killer tribe, the Aka Indians of Ecuador, for Christ. The result was that their lives were met at the end of the spear, and they gave their lives for Christ. And many people at that time, when they heard it, they thought it was a complete waste. But no life given and sacrifice and service for Christ is a waste. As Jim Elliott had written before in his journal before the attack, he said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. A life lived for the Lord or given for the Lord in service to others is no waste. That day at the CF planning meeting, I share with my staff that I believe that all of us as Christ followers are to be like Christ, willing to pour out our life for sacrifice in the service of others. Some Christ followers do give their lives at the end of the spear, ending in death and martyrdom, while others, the majority of us, we gladly give our lives. How? Not through martyrdom, but day by day drip by drip, drop by drop, as a drink offering poured out from the basin of Christ's love for the sacrifice and service of our faith, all for Christ and for the sake of others. That's why after this John 13 foot washing mindset and foot washing action, we now need to hear Christ's foot washing command. In verses 12 through 15, Jesus then turns to his beloved disciples after he finished washing their feet, and he says, do you know what I've done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. You see, Jesus was reminding his disciples again of who he is and why he came, and that he himself is the Lord. He is God. He is the great I am. Jesus then gives his command, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. This year, beginning at training school and continuing throughout the summer, our CF staff and our summer missionaries at our state office in Peoria are doing a small booklet Bible study written by my friend, Bill Allison of Cadre Ministries. It's called 25 One Another Verses in the Bible. And do you want to guess of all 25 one another verses, which is the first verse that is listed? Yes, it is John 13, 14. Again, where Jesus says, if I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. That day at the meeting, 
in our summer ministry planning time, I share with my staff two main takeaways. First, our service for others must be rooted and grounded in what God has done for us in Christ. That's where it begins. It all goes back to the cross. That is our inflow because without God's love for us demonstrated visibly and poured out for us in Christ, we have no power, no purpose, or motivation to serve God or anyone, anytime, or anywhere. Our service for Christ to others must be constantly rooted and grounded in our daily reminder says, Lord, you did all that for me. Why should I not now live all for you? And second, our service for others must also have an overflow into the lives of others. You know, it's a good thing to ask practical questions like, what does this foot washing mindset and our foot washing action look like as we seek to live out Jesus's foot washing command with one another and those closest to us, like with our family, our friends, our church, our coworkers, and even in our ministries and with the children that we serve? Those are all great questions to ponder, and I think that's what the Lord wants us to think about, but also I believe that he wants us as his Christ followers to go one step further. We are to actually see that Jesus' foot-washing command with one another is to be a reflection and an actual extension of the love of Jesus for them. You know, Christ, he's no longer here on earth in bodily form. He's in heaven. But we, we are here. Jesus is calling us, his people, his own, to be, I believe, the actual hands and feet of Christ in showing Jesus's love to others. For just as Christ has washed our feet in sacrifice and service, so we are to wash one another's feet in sacrifice and service so that they too would know the love, unending, unstoppable love of Jesus and believe on him and know that they too belong to him and are his own. Thanks again for listening, and thank you for your prayers and your support for this ministry, especially this summer as we seek to be Jesus' hands and feet to the children and point them in all we say and all we do to Jesus so that they too would know the love of Jesus and know Him as their own. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations. Tell me again